Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Hot fucking cheese sauce. It looks great. It looks great. Awesome. We've only been doing this shit for fucking 20 minutes. No, no, no. 11 minutes. But the audience doesn't know that. Nope. Hey, ready? We're going to look like professionals. Okay. Hey, how are you? Oh, hi. How's it going? I didn't Good. even see you there. No, no, no. Yeah, I just popped up. We weren't just working for 20 minutes to try and fix a technical issue. No, not at all. We just got on now. This is how we do. We just roll in real smooth like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? I am so happy that our technical stuff works perfectly every time. I mean, it's unbelievable how we're like, we just bat a thousand. It's it's incredible. People should really like, I think, take a lesson from us and our professionalism. Uh, well, people are going to take a lesson from us because we're going to be teaching a class soon. Hey. <laughs> Actually, when this airs two days from now, we're going to be teaching a class. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're in that class and you're listening to this as a primer, um, well, we've taught you everything you need. You can skip the class. And apologies in advance. (laughs) Yep. There's that, too. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're listening to this after the class, wow, we really must not have fucked that up (laughs) as bad as I thought we did. Or you were like, who the fuck are these assholes? Who the fuck do these asshats think they are? How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I have a headache. I had one yesterday. I fell asleep on the couch at 9.30. Whoa. And I woke up at 8 in the morning the next day. I have a fucking headache. Um, I have taken acetaminophen already. Not those. Just regular acetaminophen. Not the the special guest star from last week. Just regular acetaminophen. But also one of the special guest stars from last week, too. (laughs) (laughs) That you're like, but also a little bit of cocaine. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the special guest star part, that's, I can feel that working just fine. But the acetaminophen, fuck all. Still headache. It's more of a, it's more of an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, I know, but. Which is another word you would have a lot of difficulty saying <laughs> i will now yes it's not a pain reliever acetaminophen. no it's not but i mean i no. you know it's tylenol and i take it for headaches if your like body is less inflamed it often makes you feel better right 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 but right, it isn't right. a pain reliever no 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 i mean usually ibuprofen would be better but we don't have well, any yeah, ibuprofen exactly. and you're technically not supposed to have ibuprofen it doesn't matter whatever but we have a different special guest this week. Oh. I don't know if you can see it in my shot. I do see it in your shot. I, uh... Oh, it opens? It... We'll get to that. Oh. <laughs> it, uh... I wasn't gonna get it. So, for everyone listening, it's not my penis, but... Ah, I know. Man. Uh, I went to the theater to l- watch the movie that we're talking about today, and they have a D20 popcorn holder... And I never buy That's these things. That's what that is? Yes. Ooh. And I never buy these things, ever. I hate them. I think they're so stupid. And I even got up there, I was like, no, I don't I don't want this. And then I saw, like, I was waiting in line, and I saw the price. And I was like, no, I definitely don't want this. This is $34.99 for a chunk of plastic. Whoa. And then I got up there with my little bag of candy. I asked for a small soda. And then I turned to Melinda and I was like, do you want popcorn? Because I don't. That's the other thing. I don't eat popcorn. I don't like it. I don't like the taste of it. Yeah, I never have. Interesting. So I I get other stuff. But she was like, I mean, I guess I'll have some if you get some. And I was like, yeah, give me the fucking thing. (laughs) And then she the woman behind the counter had the audacity to ask, 
do you want the popcorn with it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, if I'm no, paying- no, no. I'm going to pay 35 bucks for an empty fucking 20 <laughs> I know, because die. getting the popcorn makes it worth it. Yeah. It makes it worth $35. Yeah. Well, it makes it closer, <laughs> at least. So anyway... Now I have this stupid thing that I'm not going to use ever again. And my son is going to play with it in a week. It's going to be his. I, you should have been like, you should have been like, wait, 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 wait. By you asking me that question, that indicates that perhaps it's not just for the popcorn. So I would like you to fill that with root beer, please. Just I get to choose what goes into the dye and I choose liquid. You know, it's funny. They did not put the popcorn in it. They put the popcorn in a regular large container and handed me both items. And then you have to fill your own dye. Okay, so here's what I think it's about. (laughs) I bet you already know. No, I I don't. But I'm like, I love that there's a conspiracy theory with this. I bet nerds who collect this shit. Oh, yeah. Are like, don't put that in there. Yeah, you'll ruin it. Yeah, the butter and everything, the oil. And uh, additionally, the large, I could tell the whole amount of popcorn from a large container would not fit in it. Uh, that's true. So there's probably also like people who are like, whoa, 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 I'm not getting as much popcorn. Yeah. I'm paying. Did you have to order a large, Did it, like, was it a large popcorn that had to be ordered in order to, oh, I guess you could just buy the dye, they said. You could just buy it. But it's for the same amount. Yeah. Like I paid and then she was like, do you want popcorn in this? Right. Okay. So is it a large, it's once you buy the dye, it's a large popcorn. Yes. Okay. All right. So they they advertise it that it will fit a large popcorn, but it doesn't. They advertise that you you yeah that it comes with a large popcorn. I guess mm. get the container with a large popcorn, but you have to pay extra in both dollars and dignity. The other, that's right. But the other thing too, on my way in, someone was leaving, mm-hmm. and he had four of them. Wow. That's dedication to yeah a movie. Yeah, it sure is. This movie in particular that oh, we'll get into. All that right. we will get into. But yeah, uh, what else is going on with you? Anything else going on with you? Christ. Um, Great. Oh, Christ, it's Easter. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, it is. I forgot that, actually. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. No, no. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. No. Thank you very much. Too Thank soon. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Too you. soon. Thank you. Ah, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And... <laughs> Resurrect a Lord and Savior. My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside <laughs> me as always. No, because it's the Easter podcast, babe. It's the Easter podcast. Sarah walked in just for that moment. <laughs> Timed it. <laughs> my name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me as always is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. You can't spell resurrect without erect. <laughs> like that you said that joke like it's required. Like you were made to do it. You're like, Ugh, it's the only time of year I'm allowed to. I can. I shouldn't even say allowed. Yeah. That I can make this joke and yeah. it fits. Yeah. So here we go. So yeah. now I made sure I made it. Yep. You did your your. <laughs> yeah. Your, my my annual joke. Let yep. me just say also, the Lord has come. <laughs> And that is canon. 
boy. <laughs> and you were upset with me about my thing? Yeah, I sure was. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew. I'm not religious. We've picked that up, I think. <laughs> I think if you're a listener of the show, you've gathered that yeah, by now. Yeah. Um, Andrew. What? Dungeons and Dragons, Andrew. Andrew Dungeons and Dragons? Andrew Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, how have I not picked up on that until this very moment? How is that not part of the notes? I don't understand. Chris? Yes. All the best things start with the letter D. Donuts. Dates. Drinks. Dinosaurs. Danny DeVito. Dancing. Dick. And the movie we're talking about this week is no exception, because today we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yes. So this has been doing pretty well at the box office. Yeah. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, Super Mario will have probably yeah, usurped yeah, yeah, that, yeah. but it's still pretty do. I mean, it did pretty damn well. If you told me to guess which movie would do better in, mo- in the theaters, mm-hmm. Shazam or a Dungeons and Dragons movie... Yeah. Never, ever in this lifetime would have guessed. If you would have told me which movie would have been received better, Dungeons and Dragons or Ant-Man. Yeah. Never would have guessed. Yeah. That it would have been a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. What a world. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. So we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons today. And um, I'll put this up front and we can figure out if we want to do a little non-spoilers beforehand, but we'll just say spoilers for Dungeons and Dragons up front just to make sure we get it out of the way. I guess. But what did you, without spoiling anything, like give me a general, what'd you think? Overall, I enjoyed this. I had fun with this. Is this like, did it rock my world? No. Am I like, oh my God, this is the newest franchise. Like this is going to be the biggest damn thing for the next five to 10 years in Hollywood. No, but I really, I had fun with this. It's one of those movies that I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I think I find it refreshing that it's like a Lord of the Rings, but because I'm so removed from like I, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I think I had the old computer game. Oh wow! Like on the old Apple Macintosh yeah, with yeah. the floppy disk and everything. But that's it. I never did like D and D in somebody's basement or something. So I'm removed enough from this that I'm like, anything could happen. I like this world. It's fun. And I don't know. You know, there's a whole lot of weird shit in it, and I don't have to look and go like. Oh, is that? Oh, that's that thing from the thing. That's that thing there. I'm just like, cool. There's walking brains or whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> what did you think of this? How did, how did you like this? I think this movie is just shy of amazing. Yeah, I can totally accept like, that. It doesn't quite hit that, yeah. but it's really, really, it's really good. close. Yeah, there are one, one or two things that like I didn't even have anything that. Hold on a second. You OK? I might be taking your coat. OK. Oh, because your coat is in this closet that I'm wedged next to right now. And I'll be goddamned if I'm moving a fucking itch for you. She's getting me ibuprofen. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give you like, your coat Moving in, she out. mean double your... Never mind. It's not a good joke. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we already did the resurrection thing, so it's yeah, fine. We, yes. we can move on from yeah. that. What? What's the yeah. matter? You don't like my coat? It's a fine coat. Button it up. Can we please move on? Can we please talk about the movie? Um, yes, we can. What I was going to say is that the the cast in this is at their best. Yes, they really Everyone are. Everyone is nailing these roles. There are no exceptions and no weak links. It is also 
you know, I, and for me, I think it's a real combination of the two. The cast is outstanding, but also the writing for this. They are like just lobbing up these real nice softballs for these guys to hit it out of the park. You yeah, know what I mean? They're yes. throwing it right in their zone. Yeah. You know, Chris Pine, man, this is just where Chris Pine eats his dinner, man. It's just like, it's like a Captain Kirk in medieval times. Yeah. I swear to God. I mean, down to his fucking costume. Yes. I was like, he looks like Captain Kirk in medieval <laughs> times. He really does. Michelle Rodriguez, who... Listen, I, I've never, I haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious, but I know her from Lost, and she's really good in Lost. Well, but isn't like, she an Avatar? She is an Avatar too. You're right. Yeah, but it's like her. I think she's nor- in the Alien, one of the Alien movies. She's, she's a, good in that. I haven't too. seen that one. Yeah, Alien Resurrection. Wow. Is she in? The, <laughs> oh, she is. I, that's the one I haven't seen. Okay. She has a certain role that she plays. She plays the tough, the the you know, yeah, tough, scrappy mm-hmm. person. And I'm like the muscle usually. Yeah. Not only is this like in her wheelhouse for that, but she also is great at kind of almost parroting that character within it. Like, it's really kind of incredible. And she doesn't push the jokes. Like, I don't think she does a lot of comedy, but she is so sincere in her delivery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Justice, is it Justice Smith? It is. Okay. He's not given a whole lot. He's an amazing actor, but he does well. But that's the thing, is that he's an amazing actor, and so he doesn't need to get a whole lot, because what he gets, he, like... Hits it out of the park. Sophia Lillis as well. Sophia, Always Sophia great. Lillis, amazing. Hugh Grant. I feel like it's like maybe his best role. Uh, Hugh Grant. I love a Hugh Grant. I love Hugh Grant in this stage in his career now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Hugh Grant. Listen, Hugh Grant was Hugh Grant. And when he was he got his, cast as the same character in every goddamn movie he was ever in. And he made his bread and butter on that. Yeah. And there's, you know, he was practically a, a fucking genre of movie unto himself for a while. Yes. And now... He's really aged into this like wonderful like I can play just the biggest dickhead in the world <laughs> and you'll still love me the way that you did yeah. in my old career. And I'm and also I just get the freedom of being a complete and utter asshole yeah. and like don't and have to fuck. box myself in into this like I do, oh, I just um I just that sort of thing. Uh, and I'm like it's every time I see him in anything now I'm like God damn it. I just love watching you. <laughs> yeah. You're just so fucking charming. He's clearly having fun. And I love oh, that yeah. about him. He's absolutely having fun. Actually, you know what? Before I get in the movie, I have to ask this. Wait, did you see you saw this in an AMC? Yes. Did it have some sort of thing at the beginning of the movie? Where Justice Smith and Sophia Lillis didn't talk? Yes. Where they <laughs> they called us all heroes for going to the movie. <laughs> I have to talk about this. Okay. I have to talk I, about this. I want to bring up before you get into the real meat of it. I do want to say that like I watched that whole thing and I turned to Mel and I was like why did they bring Sophia Lillis and Justice Smith there if they weren't going to say a single word I don't know I'm not sure why first I yeah I have to talk about this first of all first of all first of all thank you because you're right I am a hero <laughs> yeah I've no, always known it and it's about goddamn time I get some recognition for it stepping out of my house in the same clothes I was wearing the night before that's right to go see a movie that's right risking my discomfort for going, <laughs> for going to the movies but I mean first of all I think I swear to god I think Michelle Rodriguez had to be nudged awake to do her lines <laughs> you was too there was one. T- Hugh Grant looks like. See, to me, Hugh Grant looked like the only one who was like, 
yeah, guys, let's just do this and get it done. Like, who was, like, in a good mood to do it. Not that he liked doing it, but just that he was, like... He was happy to be there. I'm I'm just, like, he's just, like, whatever. He's happy to be included. Yeah, he's just, like, whatever. I'm Hugh Grant. He didn't want to do it, but he was happy he got asked. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Chris Pine... Is whatever, but he, but I swear to God, Michelle Rodriguez first of all did her first line of that. She's two lines in this whole thing. She did her first line, eyes half shut. <laughs> Secondly, then then Chris Pine says something, and I swear to you, I saw it was uh, Renee Page was sitting next to, to Michelle Rodriguez, and I swear to God, I saw him elbow her. <laughs> I saw, like elbow her because there's a brief pause, yeah. and then I swear to God, I saw him just like nudge her awake, and she was like. Like, thank you for coming to the movies. You're a real hero. And I was like, what is this? What is, all of them, even the ones that didn't talk, looked like they were, the whole cast looked like they were making some sort of like hostage video for the Taliban. Like, <laughs> they all looked way, like they, they were very awkward. They were very under duress on this one. Like, let me, they did let me, not can I even offer a theory? It. Yes. Maybe every time you see that movie, they're doing it live. Oh, and they're just exhausted. And they feed it. So they're just sick of doing it like a thousand times a day. Yeah. And they don't even let them imp, like ad lib it no. or anything like that. They, they don't have even, a teleprompter. It's a ve- yeah, it's a very strict teleprompter. You have to do it the exact same time every time. And they've time. been doing it twenty four seven. So like the guy had to nudge her awake. Yes, they yeah, and that maybe that's it. They're like, guys, here's the thing: we have to do this live for every performance. It's however, in your contracts. However, we cannot let them know that it's done live every time. Yeah. It has to look the same for every for every single screening. All right, so here we go. and uh, three two. You're on. Um, it's just, it was so weird. <laughs> it, was so weird. it was very strange. Yeah. That being said, let's do more of that. Let's make all the cast do these things. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear that I'm a hero from Keanu Reeves. Every time, you know what? Keanu Reeves would sell that, actually. <laughs> he would, he would, Keanu he Reeves would do regardless. He would come to every theater and be like, you're all heroes. Tom Cruise would go to every theater and be he like, would, yeah. he, Tom Cruise would walk into every theater and shake hands with everyone individually. You know who I'd really like to see do this? Yes. Bill Murray. <laughs> Fuck yes. I mean, you would never get him to show. He would only show up for for movies he wasn't in. But <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't in this one. We'll get into a cameo that wasn't here. That oh, <laughs> I know, it nearly broke me. All right, all right. Before we get into spoilers, I have a few other things. Yeah, let's CGI is a little dodgy at times, but that's okay. Sure. The fight scenes are fucking incredible. They're really good. Mother of God. Yes. Some of the cinematography is really incredible for a movie yeah. like this. There's a shot where they're breaking glass to get jewels near the beginning. That's in like oh, yeah, slow yeah, motion yeah, yeah. shot on a macro. Yeah. That's just beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's those are all of my vague general notes before we get into heavy spoilers. Yeah, I, I will say, I, like I said, I really, really enjoyed this. There is I think the thing I appreciated on top of like if you're not I, listen, I can't. Something just fell behind me. Is that a thought, rat? Uh, yes, it's coming out of the closet. And it's huge, <laughs> and it's gonna kill me. Good for that rat. It can be hard to come out to your friends and it family. It really is. Yeah, it is to come out of the closet, yeah. especially in the rat community. Ooh, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, like I said, I I don't I can't come at this from somebody who is hardcore into the in the D and D community. So I'd be interested to hear from people who have. Although I think it's get, getting pretty 
positive feedback from them as well yeah but like i said actually if you're listening to this um shoot us a, a tweet or yeah, anyway, put on facebook curious, or something, send us something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to hear about if it if you're a big D fan you let us know this, let me know what you thought were as, you like ah this is bullshit the druids can't turn into a fucking owl bear or whatever just let us yeah. know so i i could come at it just appreciating like i like fantasy and so I know nothing about this world. So I'm like, everything's open. Cool. But also, yeah, I know you loved the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm, oh, my gosh. I'm it's just it just goes on. It's going right now. Actually, I'm in the middle <laughs> of the two towers on TV right Extended now. Extended cut because I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> I like that. There's still at the same time. There's enough stuff in here. There, the, the, like the different action beats. Uh, certain creatures or things like that that you would that are standard for fantasy. It's different enough in this movie where I go, I've never seen that before. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes a different. It takes something that should be really kind of by the numbers for a fantasy movie, and it puts it on its head enough that I'm like, oh, that's different. I've never seen it done that way before. Yeah, and it keeps it interesting because this it could have fallen into that trap. D and D is so wide open of a fantasy that you could have gone like, yeah, it's just wizards and whatever the shit. And like, here's some dragons, and which this. I think is what happened in the last Dungeons and in Dragons first, movie yeah, yeah, that we yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's just like let's put some gen- very generic plot and blah blah blah. And this was different enough. That I was just like, yeah, I've never seen that before. And, I'll, and as we get into spoilers, I'll kind of try and point out one or two of the things specifically where it's like, yeah, that's something that's a twist on an old standard that is different, that that keeps me awake. It keeps me interested in this. But yeah, I mean, overall, I really, really like this. That's kind of my vague, general, non-spoilery thing. Let's get into notes because I've got pages. Sure, let's do it. Let's Let me see. It. I've got sort of good and bad sort of all mixed together. It sort of goes in chronological order until I get to. There are a few like pretty big problems that I have with it, but I'm going to keep those until the end. And I've got some Easter eggs also. Okay. So let's just go through some of my notes and then you can add things and talk about what yeah, you yeah. thought as well. So uh, the very first note that I have is Holga makes a joke about Ed's lips, giving it as a reason that like he could never <laughs> marry him. Right. And yes. it's a funny joke. Yeah. But the joke should be that he's too big. And then he can spend the next 30 minutes of the movie thinking she's calling him fat until we meet her ex. And then it gives you the rule of threes because you meet her ex and then you see the oh. small guy at the end of the movie. I see what you're saying. I, I I could get behind you on that one. I do like I actually just liked it because I was like, you know what? Anyone who finds Chris Pine unattractive, that is probably their one thing that they say. His lips are too big for his face. Maybe, yeah. And I was like, ah, cool. They picked out the one thing. I was like, that's nice. But they but, also aren't, right? Yeah, I don't know. They're pretty big. Really? I don't know about that. I mean, listen, what do I, <laughs> you know, what's wild about this? And this isn't in my notes, what's but that? like I watched this movie twice. And the second time I was like, he sounds like Jason Bateman. Yeah, he can. Yeah, I, I see that. Like if I closed my eyes throughout this movie and you asked me to guess who it was, I would guess it's Jason Bateman. Uh, I can see that. I kind of can recognize his voice. Like he does. a, I forget. He does some voiceover for a car commercial. Sure. And I'm like. Oh, that's Chris Pine. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 his delivery. Right. It's more of the like, mm, well, is it though? You know, that kind yeah. of joke. There's a lot of like inserts into it to kind of make it more conversational. Yeah. Like when he's like, you know, uh, sarcasm. I find that sarcasm is a blade that cuts your, the person who wields it. And he goes, is that really what you find? Yeah. Like that's a Jason Bateman yeah, yeah, delivery. Yeah. I can know? definitely, I can definitely hear that. All right. Ready for my next note? Yes. Let's do it. I just have written here. 
Bradley Cooper. God damn. I, that was great. <laughs> Blew my mind. Love he's it. not in the cast list. He's not in the credits. How in the, no, he's not. I was really, I mean, I was really shocked in the end credits. He's not yeah. even listed. But, uh, what a how in the hell why in the fuck what the <laughs> goddamn what's going on here i'm all for it i'm all here Bradley, for it. if you're listening and i know you are please just just email us what the fuck what the fuck how in the hell great yeah great job yeah you know what i and uh, again i i this is this I guess could be considered one of those things that's like kind of a twist where they didn't play it the way it would normally be normally be played first of all Great joke. Yeah. Great joke. Very funny. But also, they could have played that whole cameo just for a bunch of yucks, but they give Bradley Cooper, like, a little monologue. Yeah. And he, like, fucking goes to town on it. It really needed, if they're going to do that role, which, honestly, it kind of felt like it could the whole scene could have been cut. Right. And you probably didn't you really, really need it. You really did not need it, honestly. So part of me is like, did they add this because they got Bradley Cooper? Possibly. Because what I was going to say initially is, I don't think a nobody could do that scene there are, i think there are some character actors who could probably pull it off but not quite but, to but the level specifically a nobody like i don't think you could just grab somebody off the street and put them in that role no and it, they could have made it that way yes they could have. they could have made it a joke ah he's little we're in here for 10 seconds big bang boom we're done right exactly but no they gave him that little bit and you're like wow he's really kind of selling this yeah. like and you you know for bradley cooper this is i'm gonna say a day i mean yeah. it's gotta yeah, be there's most. no way that they got him for more than one day yeah. for this but for that one day like he comes on and he's like yeah i'll sell this monologue for you yeah and it really works like you felt it and also like honestly there's a possibility that only michelle rodriguez knew he was in it oh for sure <laughs> right there's like, a possibility that michelle rodriguez didn't know he was in it like the way that <laughs> they shot that yeah you're not wrong you know it could have been just been the the directors and bradley cooper there are a couple shots where they're in the same scene but i think it would be pretty easy if you locked the cameras in place and didn't move them i mean the way that it was shot i think it looks it it, they you know it looks like a little bit like those old school camera trick of like half a frame well and definitely his the guy his new wife i don't remember her name gwen maybe definitely knew whoever played that role definitely she touches him yeah 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 yeah. they're definitely in a scene together but yeah but i was like this is this is great. This is fantastic. What a surprise. It was so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, such a random, wow. I literally like put my hands in the air and was like, what? What, what the fuck? What? what? Wait, is this happening? It was one of those cameos where I was like, this is, this is too big. Like it's too, not, a, not star. The size of the, of the scene. Like I think you meant the character is too big. Yeah, the character's it's way too big. They should have made him even smaller. They should have made him like a foot tall. Should have been in a thimble. Yeah. She should he should have been like, I'm sorry, I, I love her and not you. And she would have been like, fuck you. I'm just putting you in my pocket for the <laughs> I'm rest gonna of the step movie. On you. And then I'm gonna step on you. Um she's like, Oh really? Here. And just kills him <laughs> like a bug. But it was like uh, normal again. Normally, a cameo would be like you know Matt Damon does like three lines, and then he and then he fucks well, and off. He, or he, a great example. I think it was Matt Damon 
or maybe it was Brad Pitt is in Deadpool two for, and it's yes. literally just like a second. He doesn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking of Matt Damon and like Thor, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is like a full on scene, and I was like, this is way too long to be considered a cameo at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, it's like a supporting role. Can, I'm pretty sure people have gotten nominated for Oscars for yeah, less screen for time sure. than this. But it was great. It was great to see him. He's really speaking fantastic. of cameos. Yes. I don't know if you're from, if you do you know about other cameos in this. I've heard one in particular, but uh, if you you want to mention do you want to do it now do you want to talk about it now yeah it's, a, it. it's at the point in my notes it might not be the one you're thinking of but maybe okay. it is the auntie auntie the auntie donna oh, boys auntie donna I, that's not the one i was thinking of but yeah yes. they're in this they play dead guys that's, they're the dead that's guys fun. right yeah yeah that's really really fun that's really great i love that scene it's a good scene i have not a problem with the scene but we'll mm-hmm. get into it in my like these are the big problems this movie has okay. sort of thing okay uh i wrote here i love that fat fucking dragon this is the twist that made me think oh wow the, what i like about this is there's enough little like turns on uh, on a classic thing that keep me interested i've never seen a fat fucking dragon before <laughs> and i'm here for it yeah i love that fat fucking dragon i love that fat fucking dragon i love it it's so good like normally you'd have like a smog come yeah. out it'd be a big menacing dragon or yes. it's just a fat ass dragon man like it's <laughs> fat too fat fucking dragon it doesn't move its back legs it's so fat and it drags <laughs> its fat ass around everywhere it's great i love it it's just gonna be fat it's fantastic <laughs> well and you know what's great about this and we'll get into this in easter eggs that fat fucking dragon is in dungeons and dragons i know it is i know well, i had heard that um but yeah, I just love. Then I guess good on Dungeons and Dragons for having a fat fucking dragon <laughs> rather than a normal dragon. But I just love like I was like, yeah. See, normally you'd get like a normal looking dragon, but that thing was fat ass. <laughs> I want I a plush of that so badly. I, you know what? That yeah, they should have sold that. In the, that should have been in the dive. Yeah. Uh, here's my next note. That portal shot is amazing. The one where she like Sophia Lillis like drops into the portal into the carriage. Yes. Oh, very she cool. Flips. She yeah, does that, yeah. Like, and the flip. camera sort of flips with yeah, her. Yeah, because it's I was really like, cool. Yeah, and it, it, it's also one of those things where like it is a weird angle for her to go in, and that camera flip explains visually like how that works. Yes, exactly you know what I mean? what's happening. Um, it works she, really well. That you're going in upside down and then coming out right side up type right. of thing. Yeah. Just that portal sequence in general, I really liked. It was just again, it was another like they added an extra beat. You know, it could have just been like, yeah, we're just going to portal into that thing over there. Yeah. And it was it was enough. Like it it made it fun. It was they they made it set up so it wasn't too easy and it wasn't too hard. You know, it wasn't just like an easy fix of just I'm going to portal in and it wasn't so hard. You're like, well, that wouldn't have worked at all. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this and I've heard this. I've, I've read some reviews and I've felt a lot of people have felt this as well. One of the things with Dungeons and Dragons is you roll a die to see if certain things happen. And it's up to the dungeon master who sort of runs the game to establish whether your dice roll was high enough. And a lot of the stuff in this game feels like like a lot of times when you play Dungeons and Dragons. And I honestly I never have, but I have a lot of friends who do. I've watched people play it a lot. Yeah. A lot of it will be like, okay, gang, what do we do next? And they all everybody comes together and it's like, well, we have this like hither thither staff. Right. Could we put it on like a piece of wood and hide it in the thing? And then they they all look to the dungeon master and he's like, 
roll your dice. Let's see what happens. And everybody rolls their dice and somebody got a fucking 20, right. which is the highest one you right. can get. Right. And it looks like he was like, all right. Sophia Lillis puts the thing on the thing. She rolls in. They hammer the thing. Bang, she gets right. in the thing and they put the thing in right. and it works successfully, yes. you know. But then later on down the line, they roll they the roll dice a and it comes. They yeah, roll a one and the painting falls over. And exactly. It's yeah. It does yes. have that. You're right. Now that now that I think about it, I think maybe that's the thing that I enjoyed about this. And what I suspect people who play D&D do enjoy about this and what they got right about it is the idea of like it has that real feeling of chance yes they roll the dice on a lot of you know and that's really essentially what chris pine's character is and maybe that's what makes it work in this world so much is that he is constantly like well i make a plan and they're like well what if that plan doesn't work and he's like well then i make another plan and that's what dnd is he is the guy that constantly just rolls the dice and then sees where it lands and goes from there and like, you know, makes the next plan and the next plan, which is what D&D is. And for example, when Justice Smith goes to do a shield spell at the beginning, but he accidentally puts everyone on the ceiling. He rolled a right, dice and got right, a one. Right. It didn't work. It didn't work the way that he wanted it to. I wrote here, Chris Pine glitching is horrifying. Oh my God. That is such a, it was such a great effect, but God, it, it looks so was real, like, but it is terrifying because it starts off just a, like a repeated glitch. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that's a fun bit. And then it just kept going and going like that head shrink into yeah. his shoulders. Like yeah. the turtle the shell thing bulging. and the eyes bulging. And you're like, it goes down to like a little bit and you're like, Oh, this, is where they would cut away. That's please, another one as well. He rolled away. the dice and got a one because yeah. he got his foot stuck. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, that when his head started going down, I, you could feel that moment where you're like, oh, this bitch should cut now. Yeah. And then just yeah. kept going. And I was like, please cut away. This is frightening <laughs> to me right now. It just yeah. all him melting and stretching and everything. Christ. Uh, yeah. I wrote here during the first viewing, it felt weird to me that the wizard lady, Sophina, I think is her name, mm-hmm. wanted them to fight in the arena. Like, why not just kill them? all now right yeah but the second viewing okay i realized the reason she's having them go into the maze is because then she'll get more strong and capable undead soldiers oh really right because that's her plan is to fill the whole arena that does make sense and she was like these guys are pretty holga's really strong chris pine keeps like avoiding the guards he must be a great fighter or strategist or something i have all these people a druid who can change in anything a sorcerer right i can make these people my undead soldiers i i bumped on that when i watched it yeah and i I never came back to it like it wasn't such a big bump that i was like same for me too but i was like it was something i thought at the moment i was like just fucking kill him right now and that's why forge is like no we'll just kill him now and she's like no i'm gonna work this is a good idea i just thought figured she was like "Eh, it's like five more people right exactly who gives a shit but no that's the reason uh, and in fact, right after that scene, when they're in the maze, mm. he says, Sophina must have a reason for us to be here yes. or something like that. Yeah. And I and remember thinking reason. that and I was like waiting for it to happen. But like the thing to become clear and yeah. they never really explain it. There are a few moments that are n- just not put into your face that maybe needed just a little extra little push. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be yeah. made obvious. Yeah. What do I have here? Oh, Doric only signed on the Druid, the shapeshifter. Yeah. She yeah. only signed on to bring down Forge, but when they're sailing away with Ed's daughter, she looks happy even though Forge is still in power. That's a that's a thing I bumped on. Is that like they're leaving yeah. with his daughter. They didn't bring down they the Empire. His, that's true. He's yeah. still the ruler. 
and everybody's happy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because Wait, they got they, the daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's uh, a good point. Let me see. How many townspeople died by getting hit in the head with a gold bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just being pelted by everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, everyone should be like, holy shit, there's coins. Ow, oh, run. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> My baby. Yeah. Apparently their plan was to stop the Red Wizard by just killing everyone already before she had a chance to make them <laughs> yeah. the undead. Yeah. And uh, post credit scene, the dead guy is still there. Fine. Probably should have been the pudgy dragon. Oh, yeah. Could have been a pudgy dragon. I would have, I would have liked to go like bumping yeah, around, jumping dragon. around yeah. or whatever. Flying over the water. Fly- yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was fine. I was, I remember watching that and I was like, oh, listen, this post credits thing, we don't always need to do yeah. that, guys. Like, yeah. you could have put that in really. You could have put that in like not even post credits. You could put in like three credits in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes they'll do that and they'll throw a couple of them in throughout. And I'm like, that could have been fun. A pudgy dragon, a, you know, dead guy still dead and awake and whatever, you know, throughout the. But I'm like, well, I don't want to stick around for this. And I yeah. did. And then I watched it and I was like. Yeah, right. All right, fine. I could have left five minutes earlier, but whatever. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, let's see. The last note I have before I get into the problems I had is Kevin Feige, you fucking coward. Cast Sophia Lillis as Squirrel Girl right the fuck now. Yeah, that's fair. She's great. I, I she, Everything she's in, she's fantastic. I'm supp- I mean, I'm sure if I IMDb her, she's in a ton of shit that I just didn't end up seeing. But every time I see her, I'm like, God, she's really she's good. Really she's good. really she good. She doesn't even have everything. a lot to do in this. Her and Justice yeah. Smith are kind of just in the background, but they're really good. And their chemistry is really nice together. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, well, like, it's awkward really at chemistry. first. Like, they do a great yeah. job doing exactly what the script needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, because I'm trying to think, I don't think I had any, like, major major bumps on this i'm curious what what some of your your issues were your hang-ups were let's get into this all right so i've got three okay i'll end with the biggest one i have it listed here first but my first problem is how many characters can you name how many names of characters uh none can you give me right now after i just gave you a few yeah i couldn't i couldn't name ford i think who if ford is it ford nope Hugh Grant's name isn't Ford? Nope. His daughter's name is Kia. Nope. It's Toyota. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm close on that, right? It's not Kia? What is yes. it? What's his daughter's name? Kira. Kira. There it and is. And Forge. Forge. Do you remember Chris Pine's character's name? Chris Pine. Yeah, right. Do you, though? Do you have any no, guess? No, I don't. Nothing, right? Nah. You nah. Re- Michelle Rodriguez, I, I remembered. It's something with an H, I think, right? Yeah, it's Holga. Holga. But like, liter- literally, right? Like, none of them. Fucking yeah, nah. none of these characters. Nah. nah. Can't remember any. You know who I remember? Yeah. Jonathan! Yep, there you go. <laughs> I remember that one. But see, you know what? Honestly, in a world like this, I tend to... Sometimes I'll just be... I think I, I subconsciously will go into a world like this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to memorize the names. because Okay, all- but and, and this isn't fair, yeah. but... How many characters from Lord of the Rings, which you have not watched, can you name? A fuck ton. Yeah, I, there's there's I mean, now granted, I haven't watched the movies, but I, I've also read the books. But oh, OK, really? Yeah. You yes. haven't watched the movies. I've read two of the three books. I, it, my I point think I said is just that like, yeah. people know these like the names yes. are so iconic. And in this, it's yes, like, they are. Uh, 
uh, I don't uh, maybe. But that is the smallest problem. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a huge problem, but it is kind of an issue. You know, that like, how are you going to sell toys and make comics off of this if I don't even remember any of the characters' names? I understand what you're saying. I think that I think you would be able to sell sell this simply because. I can't remember the names, but if you were like the wizard, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly who you like. I would be like, that's Justin Smith. If you were like, but the it is druid, like, it's a marketing issue, right? Like a little bit. Again, it's a small. I'm not saying it ruins the movie. It yeah. barely affects the movie at all. In fact, I would say it doesn't harm the movie. It doesn't like right. sour the movie at all. Right. It's just kind of a marketing fumble. I, think. I would suspect, though, that this movie is enough of a hit that we will probably get a, a sequel greenlit. Yeah, I think. And you're right. from there. I think that's really where the character names will start to take hold because you're going to start to really live with these characters. Again, even the first time out, this is the property is known, but these are characters that are just made up out of the clear blue sky. And so I think what happens is, you know, you get these characters and right now everyone's just like, yeah, it's Chris Pine and it's Michelle Rodriguez and it's Justice Smith and what da 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 da. And we just know their faces and we know who will like what they do. And then from there, as we start to really know, then we'll start to, you know, more associate with these characters as entities themselves. But I, I also really think that after the Fellowship of the Rings came out, I think everybody knew who Frodo was. Sure. But also, yes. Uh, yeah, I would. I can definitely get with you on that. And again, it's not fair. It's like one of the greatest movies of all time. Or right. Whatever. And but. also, again, that, you know, it's one of the greatest movies of all time based on one of you know, sure, the but more I'm saying people poppers. who didn't know, I know that. What you're saying, but I'm saying like it. it was in already in kind of the, the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you're going in with like, I would say 50% of the audience already knowing the characters names before the first frame comes up anyway. I think so that's very liberal. Think I think that's, that's generous? very generous. Yeah. Right, maybe. Yeah, I could be. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> I, I would know say who maybe, any of them were. Maybe 20 to 25%. Yeah. Let's do that. Even that's um, probably generous. Probably but pretty I'm, generous. I'm more you know what, on if board. If there's a hobbit, that number would be probably a little just a little bigger because some high schools read it but for the I most part I read The Hobbit yeah, yeah but because yeah, yeah. of that I, I only knew Bilbo like I don't know any of the other motherfuckers yeah yeah here's my second worst thing about the movie okay it's super predictable like there are points where I'm like it is yeah like there, like when he talks about the gift for the citizens I was like oh she's gonna do the thing when Holga dies I was like, oh, he's going to use the thing to bring her back yeah, instead oh, of the, for sure. you know, I like, knew that Holga was going to be the one that died. You know, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you're just like, okay, yeah, let's let's finish the let's wrap this up. Come on, like there are a couple scenes, yeah, and they're short scenes, but you're like, I know where this is going. Let's wrap this up. You know, like right. when they start singing together when she's dying, I'm like, yeah, 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 come on, yeah. Let's just we know we're going to get another thing, along. and you're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not she's going to be gone for ten seconds. This is more. And again, maybe this is more, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons don't always end happily for, for the parties involved, but more kind of towards the idea of like this being like a game of Dungeons and Dragons. It's about the journey than it is the destination. For sure. And so, you know, it's fun being on the journey and you're right. Like, I don't know. I don't know where it was going, but I knew where we were going to be when we got to the end of it. Like there were, and like I said, you know, they really lay on. Holga and Kira like 
being mother and daughter type right. of thing. Not actual mother and daughter, but right, like right, that right. relationship. Yeah. And so immediately you're like, oh, well, she's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> she's fucking, they're using it on that. Yeah. She, there's no way the mom's coming back. Right, exactly. Uh, and so you're like, let's just get to that. And again, it doesn't really sour the movie. Like you were saying, no. it's about the journey more than anything. Yeah. You have fun while it's going on. And yeah. you don't always know exactly how they're going to get out. Like how they get out of the maze was kind of creative and right. stuff like that. Right, right, right. But honestly, the biggest problem with this movie okay. is the fucking trailers. They showed everything from the first mention of the games. I knew they were going to be entered into them. Yep. We saw the shot of Sophia Lillis dropping into the portal, which might have been the single coolest shot of the entire film. Yeah. We saw the entire scene where they asked the dead people questions. We saw. So you make plans that fail. We saw Justice Smith breaking the bridge. We saw everything. Yeah. For sure. It has to stop. Yeah. The Russo brothers have fucking fixed this. Yeah. Just just don't show the great stuff. Just show some fun and some quips and stuff. Maybe just make trailers based on the first 30 minutes of your movie. Yeah. And just give us a feel for what it is and then shut it the fuck off. Yeah. I, I can definitely get behind you in this. I, I will say, I think, again, if we if we get a sequel... I suspect the trailers for that will follow what you're asking for now. I think these trailers were made out of fear. Yeah. Because they're going like, listen, as good as a movie as we think that this is, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And so you're running up against the following things. Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. The fact that it's Dungeons and Dragons, the terrible <laughs> yes. movie, the fact that it's Dungeons and Dragons, Stranger Things, the fact that it's Dungeons and Dragons. And so they're like, we need to. It's not that they were like, we need to put just the coolest stuff in the movie, but they were like, we need to put. We need to do whatever we can to get butts and seats. Yeah. And if that turns out that we're just showing like the best stuff in the movie and that's what you end up paying your money to go see again in a longer sequence then that's what it is yeah but i think these were trailers made out of fear which i totally for the again for this i get i agree with you i i hate when they do that and for a movie like this that could have really that could have even enhanced a good movie even more and maybe that's one of the reasons that you and i were like this was really really good just under great is because we already went in seeing a lot of the really good stuff. And then we're like, right. So that's a thing. Tick, you know, tick the box. Yeah. It's all the stuff in the trailer and Bradley Cooper. Right. Well, yeah. Know? And I was going to say, and granted, and actually that's a good point, but it's interesting that they didn't use Bradley Cooper because he's probably the most famous person in this. Yeah. Because I was going to say Chris Pine is famous. Yes. But Bradley Cooper is cross the board. Like, well, and even what, what I was going to say is that like, I am agreeing with you that like I'm sure they did it out of fear and part of it is because it's a very low famous cast like they're not celebrities really the most famous person in the main group is Chris Pine and his biggest movie was as the sidekick to Wonder Woman? Uh, I think, Star. well, I would say Star Trek. Biggest movie. Well, biggest grossing, you're saying? Like, biggest yeah, dollars? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the most successful, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Like, he, his, probably the role he's most famous for would be Captain, Captain Kirk, Kirk. Yeah. I'm sure. But his biggest recent film. Right. He's the sidekick to Wonder Woman. Right, fair. So, like, even that, it's it might be a hard sell to get yes. people to sit in the seat. Yeah, well, you're selling it on him. It's kind of interesting because the cast they assembled 
you know, you do, you, you kind of run the gamut. You are kind of hitting an interesting like quadrant with all of the, all of the actors that they got. They got Chris Pine. He's your main guy. He's your star, right? So you're definitely going to get butts and seats with him. You've got Sophia, um, uh, uh, why can I not remember her last name? You can never Jess remember her. Sophia Lillis. Lillis. I was like, it is Lillis. Yeah. I don't know why I'm an idiot, but <laughs> I always think it's Lilith and it's not. It's Lillis. For a second, my mind went Sophia Lewis and I was like, that's all oh. right. I knew it was an L. Lillis. It's Sophia yeah. Lillis if uh, Mike Tyson is saying it. So, you know, you've got she was in it. People loved her in it. So you have like she's kind of like a she's a lesser star, but there's enough. Like, she's getting there. But also she's kind of like. A little bit of a little bit of a critical darling. So you're going in going like, oh, she's really like, I really like her when I see her and stuff. Justice Smith is the same thing where you're like, I really when I see him and stuff, he's really good. Michelle Rodriguez, you're grabbing from Avatar and Lost and Fast and Furious. So you're getting all those people who's like, oh, I love I love Fast 9. I'll go see her in this as well. And Renee Page is one of those guys who's like, he's having a moment. He was he was Bridgerton. Okay, and he's he, that's, that's why you don't know yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, but he's Bridgerton, and everyone was like, oh, what's he gonna do now that he left Bridgerton? And it's this. Okay, so you're getting people going like, oh, I want to see how he does in something that isn't Bridgerton. Yeah, and it's and you're kind of grabbing all these different audiences. Hugh Grant together. also right is a different demographic. And Hugh Grant, you're going like, oh, it's Hugh Grant. Yeah. Like I want to, I like him. Yeah, I want to see him again. He's that like, charming Englishman. He's that. He's the. He's the old Hollywood like backbone to the thing. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, you're like, well, Hugh Grant's in this. So it'll and the be woman fun. who played um, Sophina who also was in Sandman. Oh, okay. I, she's got a weird name. Uh, let me look. I've got it right here. She's one of those people that also I look at her face and I'm like, is that? And it's not her. Daisy but, Head for a hot second. I thought she was Jenna Ortega. Oh, that's funny. I thought she was Uh, the woman who played the Enchantress in the first Suicide Squad, and I was wrong. There you go. So that's and that's that's the last part of the cast. The actor who looks like a bunch of other people you think she is, (laughs) and you're like, oh, I want to go see this because it has Jenna Ortega, and then you get in and you go. That's not Jenna Ortega. Is that Jenna Ortega? She seems a little tall. Yeah. But it looks about right. Chris? Yes. Do you want some Easter eggs real quick? I would love some Easter eggs. Great. It being the Easter season. Here are some, but not all, because there are a million and we're not really D&D fans. No. So this isn't a D&D podcast. Yeah. So there's just a few that are fun. Uh, Simon has a bag of holding, which is why Edgin, Chris Pine, keeps handing him things. <laughs> As there's Is like that a bit. what that was? Yeah, he's the one with the bag. You know what? I just thought it was a great bit. Exactly. I honestly thought I was just like, oh, he just thinks this guy. Dude, just there stuff. are a ton of Easter eggs in this that seem like they're just a really fun bit, but they actually yeah. harken back to the old uh, board game. But again, that's one of those things where it's like it rides this line exactly. really well. If you're a D&D fan, yes. you'll love this. Right. But if you're not, I'm like, I'll just go with this for the ride. Because one person in your group, I forget what it's called, and you're like... Right. Group of people. Yeah. There's like a word for it, but uh, it has a bag of holding and he's the one with the bag of holding. So he just keeps sending stuff over to him. I just I just loved it. Every time he was like, here, hold this. I was like, (laughs) these are all all these animals are in Dungeons and Dragons. The game Mm -hmm. Owlbear Displacer Beast, which is the beast in the maze. Yeah. A mimic, which is the The box. Yeah. The chest. 
and brain dogs, or as they're called in this, rock knock. That those are fascinating. I know it was really interesting, right? And a great bit as well, right? Yeah. And if you are keeping track, the character types that Mm -hmm. these characters are would generally not have put their experience points into intelligence. So, like a druid, a paladin, a bard, and a warrior would Mm -hmm. generally put their experience points and a wizard into like different things right. other than intelligence, which right. is why the brain dogs walk by. Well, yeah, yeah. And also Chris Pine's a big old dummy. So That's right. that. yeah. justice Smith, who plays Simon worked American sign language into his spell gestures. Really? Yeah. ASL. Interesting. So if you watch some of his, uh, spells are based on ASL for what he's trying to do is his. Okay. So this might be one of your Easter eggs. And I had heard this is the wizard. In the helmet, his actual D&D character in real life or something? I'd heard something about this. Yeah, that's correct. It's actually okay. not in the in my Easter eggs. But that's, yes, it is. And I had to look up the actor to see. Because for, for a minute, I was like, is that Justice Smith right. playing him with like a bunch of makeup and a different voice or something? Because he's not in the... It was hard for me to figure out what that character's name was or whatever. But yes, his great great grandfather is like a famous wizard from the Dungeons and Dragons game who like learned all of the spells and was able to do a bunch of crazy shit. He's like in the mythos. Uh, so yes, that's a real thing as well. Thembershod is the name of the pudgy dragon. And in Dungeons and Dragons in the game, Thembershod was a dragon that was raised to uh, light uh, the the above city's forge. So, like, they hatched this egg of a baby dragon and just fed him constantly and used him. Uh, they kept him underneath the city and used him to, like, light all the fires and shit above ground. And so they would just feed him. Like all the little torches Yeah, and yeah, stuff? and the forges. Or, like, a fireplace? Or, like, forges. like a furnace? No, like, like forges. Oh. <laughs> like, they use it to make their weapons. Oh, oh, for- oh forges. Okay. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. And probably also, yeah, they're, like, their street lamps and all sorts of other shit. But they, they would just feed him fucking constantly, so he got big and fat. Just Twinkies and ho-hos. And, and- yo... Listen to this fucking thing. Okay. Because this is from Dungeons and Dragons, the game. Okay. And it is something, it's, it's a note that was recorded. I guess the dragon could talk or someone was able to communicate with him. What? Maybe someone was able to communicate with him. I don't know. Okay. I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons person, but. What? I know. But listen to this fucking quote from Thembershod. Now I am far too large to ever leave. Even if I tore the entire place down around me, I could not claw my way to the surface from here. Instead, I remain buried in a prison of my parents' making, far beneath the sky I've never seen. I'm glad they didn't have him talk in this. I read that and I was like, I'm going to fucking cry. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) God damn it, Andrew, you just ruined the fat dragon for me. And that was like my favorite part. Do you want a last fun Easter egg that's going to cheer you up? Yes, I do. There's an 80s cartoon. There was a cartoon in the 80s. I know this Easter egg. I'm so, I was, Uh, okay. Dungeons and Dragons that followed six characters through a campaign. Those characters are seen in the maze and they probably die. They're the other team in the maze. And they probably die. And that's it. That's all I had. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm trying to think. There's not a single die thrown in this, is there? Did I miss it? I was looking for it. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I didn't see any dies being thrown. Which again, the plural of die is die. By the way, this is kind of 
harkens back to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about The Last of Us, but I appreciate the same thing here, which is the the idea of like, like I said, there, I, I can't think if there's an actual die cast in this, but what I appreciate is the fact that like, they didn't feel the need to somehow hand-fistedly just wedge in this classic part of the game just so that they could appease like, oh, it's Dungeons and Dragons. We have to have a 20-sided die in here somehow where like, you know, they're like, let the games begin and a giant 20-sided die tries to crush all our ca- whatever it would have been. But they don't try and just wedge this into there. You know what I mean? Which is really, uh, you know, it was a deft touch that they that they didn't take, which was really nice. There yeah. also was no condescension to the fans. No, not at which all. There very well could have been. Yes. And there probably was in the first movie. I shouldn't call it the first movie and associate it with this one. But like right. the movie that was like 10 or 15 years ago, which I didn't see, yeah. is probably all about how stupid nerds are. Right. And this is not at all. They really play this straight. And they're just like, yeah, this is just a world. It's a qu- And I, honestly, if you didn't like Dungeons and Dragons, it's a pretty fucking cool world. See this chest? It's going to eat you, motherfucker. <laughs> that mimic thing is frightening. I know. But I love it. I'm yeah. totally here for it. Uh, I'm a little turned on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oof, that tongue. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I one of the things I really enjoyed about it is like, they didn't. I feel the need to like wedge in any sort of thing. You know, there's no somebody playing Dungeons and Dragons in Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. You know, uh, just those little things that those opportunities that they could have taken but didn't feel obligated to do, which is really, really nice. Yeah, I hope it gets a sequel. I really do, too. I really think it will. I think it did well enough. And now that we've done this. So here's the thing I was thinking. Uh, Let me put this out there. In a sequel, would you like these characters or would you like completely different character because i i had this thought while i was watching this what's really cool is throughout this movie like you said everybody kind of gets a nice showcase a little bit like michelle rodriguez has a great fight scene in like a forge right yeah and that's kind of different different from the other fight scenes that we see there's a slight different tone to it and everything and i was like you know what this could go any sort of way because every campaign of D&D is a certain way. You know, this one felt like the the most classic where it's like you got together with your buddies, you went on a campaign, there were some laughs along the way, it was fun, not everybody takes it fully, you know, so seriously and everything like that. But you could also do another movie where this is fucking frightening it's like a horror movie, you know, you could go any sort of way with this. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to think like, would you want this cast of characters back or would you like to see like, let's get a full new cast together? I think a new cast. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And it's, it's also what's what if they were smart in order for not marketing to fans, but marketing really towards the stars this could really be a big budget knives out type of thing yeah yeah you know what i mean maybe one or two of the same characters exactly you but but really like you could market this as like hey do you want to do a big tentpole action movie but not have to be tied to it for 10 years like if you were in marvel you can do one dungeons and dragons make five million dollars 
get a number one movie at the box office under your belt. I think that's a great idea. And never have to do this again. You know, that would be totally great. Uh, uh, you know, you could, and really prove yourself or not even prove yourself. Just have like, like I said, if you're like, you know, like Chris Pine has been doing fine, but not uh, lately. His, his box office has not been fantastic until this moment. When I was even thinking like someone like Robert Downey Jr. who literally got out of Marvel, the Marvel yeah. movies for that very reason. And all of his non-Marvel movies in the past 10 years have kind of bombed. Right, exactly. This would be an easy way to continue to just have some fun yep. and do a movie that's going to be probably be received and Probably well. number one at the box office every time. Yeah. You know, and so you just get them in and you're like, yeah, you don't have to do all we changed casts around we'll, we'll do a different campaign if you want to be considered for another one in the future we'll again let it. us know yeah because yeah. they could and that's the thing even with this cast if they're like no we want the same cast and chris pine is like yeah i'm up for it and rodriguez is like yeah i'm up for it and justice smith that's like nah i got something else i'm doing yeah easily that's what D does it's whoever's around yeah. you bring in a new character and then they go they go on a quest they get done and they move on and i'm like this would be brilliant if 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 they have any sense, like I said, make this the new Knives Out. Yeah. Of like, let's just get a new cast in every single idea. time. Yeah. But I would love to see more of this. I would love to live in this world. I would love to see, you know, where this goes. I also like that they didn't try and set this up that it is like a Lord of the Rings where there's this big overarching bad that we have to get, you know, over the course of three movies. Yeah, that at the end of the movie, not everyone wasn't like, wait. They didn't throw the ring in the fire. Right. Exactly. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, red, oh, that'll happen in yeah. three more movies. Well, and it's not like they were like the Red Wizards. They're still out there. You know, it, they, they, whatever they are, they aren't. It doesn't matter. The next thing might not have anything to do with them. Um, it's got a little Army of the Dead feeling to me. Did that? Did you get that? I, especially in the graveyard scene. But like just the kind of like effects that they had with the with the corpses and everything a little like evil dead little like kind of b movie which was kind of fun when you say army of the dead yes oh no sorry uh i'm thinking of the third evil dead movie. there we go <laughs> is that not right isn't it army of the dead what is it called army of darkness army of darkness that's army it. of the dead is the is zach snyder R- oh, yeah, yeah 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 okay okay i think I think that's the last George Romero. Zach fucking Is Snyder. It? Am I wrong? Oh, yep. Army of the Dead was the Dave Bautista one, right? Yeah. Okay. With uh, was Tignataro in it? Is that, yeah. is that the uh, thing yeah. she that's switched the one, someone out that's for? That's the Tignataro thing. Yeah. Booyah, bitch. What's the thing I'm thinking of then? Army of Land of the Dead. I'm thinking of Land of the Dead. All right. Well, that was fun. There you go. Um, Andrew, I just took some drugs, which means it's time to go on to the next part of the show. Are you ready for that? I cannot wait. Let's do the reading assignment then. Chris. Yes. Fortune and Glory tells the story of Brian Michael Bendis trying to get a job as a script writer in the 1990s. Eventually, he writes a script that seems like it's going to work out. It's the true story of a serial killer who dismembered his victims in horrible ways. And it's a shame they never caught me. Him. Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Today, that was actually really good. Today, we're talking about fortune and and glory. Oh my gosh! Um, all right. So, uh, you want my thoughts on it? Yeah, let's do it. It's fine. Yeah, it is fine. It's a little reminiscent of Dark Knight, a true Batman story, the Paul Dini thing we read a while ago. Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, I forgot about that thing. Yeah, Yeah. which was pretty good. I liked that one. But nothing really 
happens in this? No. I got so, halfway through this. Okay. And I was like, I got to go to bed because it was super late at night. And I was like, I'll, I'll pick it up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Mel was like, oh, how's your how's your comic? And I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think I'm liking it. You know, I'm only halfway through, so I'm not super sure how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's uh, that's about a guy trying to sell a script to Hollywood. And she was like, OK, but like what happens in it? And I was like. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all it's that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I've read 70 pages and it's just a guy going Try, to different go to people different, trying yeah. to sell his script. Um, that's it. Is, it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a very inside baseball story. And so if you're into that sort of thing, there's an aspect of this that that could be really entertaining for you. Maybe. 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 For like the first 30 pages. Yes. I don't know that it's very good, Chris. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not I don't yeah, think not, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, it's mostly I agree with you. not I don't want to use the word bad. No. But I think it's not good. There's some entertaining like scenes in this. Yes, there's a couple Brian Michael Bendis is a very good writer. He is. I was confused when I finished this and I was like he's excellent. What is this? I, I will say this and I, I maybe I was reading this and I got way too meta about this and that's why and so I, I was I was maybe I was reaching for something to really like about this and I started to think about it and I got too in, it kind of went down the rabbit hole too much but there was a certain point so it is about him trying to sell a script in Hollywood or someone gets interested in a script of his for Hollywood you know to make a movie out of it and it's about the movie making process it's very much about like not just this movie in particular but it is kind of a and this is why I'm like if you're into the kind of inside baseball of how movies get made this it might not be an entertaining read but it's a good read for you to read because it is i think a very accurate read of how things get done in hollywood or even more accurately how they don't get done yeah maybe but it's also 30 years removed i don't even know if it's still quite like this i think kind of is i think there might be some minutiae parts of the industry that have changed but I think the overall process of how a script becomes a movie sure I don't think that has changed a whole lot and and the ideas of like yeah people you have all these meetings and they go nowhere and people like say certain things and you find out that is total crap and you know that type of thing yeah. I don't I don't think I think that culture of Hollywood hasn't changed sure, in, in 30 sure. years and so if you're like I said if you're into the like the very inside baseball of like the movie industry this is let me say informative I think okay, it's an informative sure. read but I was I was reading this and I was like you know it's a movie about him trying to make a movie and people are comic. interested in yes it is it is a comic <laughs> yes I know what movies are. I've seen movies, damn it. I've read movies. <laughs> I've watched comics. It's a comic about him trying to get a movie made and the kind of like runaround that happens. And I'm like, this is getting really kind of boring. Like there's nothing going it's on. It's very repetitive. But then I thought this is almost Watchmen-esque in the way that Moore uses the panels to wear the reader down and get that kind of tired feeling. The yeah, way that I don't like the feeling world that. To feel. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, but that's, maybe that's what's happening right here is that yeah. he's trying to give you the feeling of like, 
that development hell of like, you know, trying to make you feel what the character, what the character is feeling of like, this is going nowhere. I thought this was going somewhere and now it's going nowhere. And now we're just spinning our wheels, going around in circles a lot. And then I was like, no, I think I'm thinking too far into this. (laughs) I did read an interview with Michael, Brian, Michael Bendis. I I actually read a few and I watched a few uh, and he does talk a little bit about that, right? About how, the text is meant to relay a specific feeling and how it goes from point A to point B to point C. Like he tries to keep it interesting by breaking up the large amounts of text and putting Mm -hmm. them in various places around the comic while also making you feel the repetitiveness of what he's trying to do. But I also am like, yeah, but I feel like I wasted my time. (laughs) I I get what you're saying. I kind of agree with you on this. It's not his, it's not the best thing in the world. Here's what I'll say about it. This is the most concise way I can put it. Uh, A lot of stuff is repeated over and over and over. And in the end, it just feels like the memoir of a guy who was almost successful. Right. And like the artwork is very simple. The main character doesn't really go through any kind of struggle or emotional development. It's kind of just boring. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I, you know, and like I said, if you're the only time I would recommend this, if, if people are like, how do movies get made? I'm like, yeah, but here's the other thing thing about that. Is there like a is there a drought of people who don't know that Hollywood is incredibly shallow and that these are the things that happen? No, no, no. I don't think so. I just think, like I said, more than just the idea, the theme of like Hollywood is incredibly shallow. Like, I guess if you are planning to in the near future travel to California to Hollywood to make a name for yourself because you think it's going to be really easy to break into Hollywood and become famous, then I guess read this. This is one of those things where I'm like, you should probably read this because this is this is what you're encountering. But I also don't know that there are a whole lot of those people. No, not it. No. And if you're getting to that point, just as are you yeah. probably already know that or you're going to find out or soon you're anyway, find out real hard anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So, yeah, like I said, he's making I was interested in this because he's making a sequel to this about his time on the um, on the, the Spider-Man musical. Turn off the dark. Yes. Which that one I'm actually even as much as I wasn't really that into this. I think I'm still going to read because that one I'm that one at least I feel like has to go somewhere. Right. Well, because that one it is feels about more a thing that actually happened. Well, and also you know like I mean? it's something that I would love to know more about. Like I don't I didn't go into this thinking like, oh, this is the guy who tried to get Ness made was going to be the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, his, uh, what's his, his what's the torso was torso. the name of the comic. This is a guy yeah. who tried to turn torso into a movie. Holy crap. Right. I got to see what happens in this. Right. I don't give a shit. But like turn off the dark. Yeah. There was such like a it was so heavily in the zeitgeist and right. there's such a a mythos about it. Yeah. I don't want to use that yeah. word again because I've used it like four times in this episode, but like, no, a, but it's um, kind of true. Like, that's what it is. You know, a lore. Yeah. OK, there's, there's a better one. There's such a lore yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. That like what's real, what's not right. like there's no way of knowing. And was it really as crazy as it seemed? What part did George Santos really play in this? How much <laughs> yes, was he in? Right. But I I'm very interested to find out the point of view of the writer of this because I think he wrote it right I, think, I believe he wrote the book for this yeah yeah so I'm very interested to like see what the point of view of the writer was yes yeah. I think the I, I think the problem with this one with the first fortune and glory 
really comes down to the idea. It's not even that the movie, none of the movies get made and he kind of ends it not ambiguous, but it just kind of ends because that's kind of the, that's the point he, I think he's trying to make is like, yeah, this is how this works. There's just, it just goes on and it just keeps going. But it's, it's what makes the new one interesting is because there's a central point. There's a central figure to this. And that is the musical Spider-Man turn off the dark. Whereas this was like, I don't, I, I don't know Goldfish, you know. I don't know Jinx. I don't know, I don't know Torso. It didn't become a movie, so it's not like you're telling me the movie of a... Th- uh, you're not telling me the story of a thing I already know and then the origin story of it. You're telling me the... And it's because it's also not the origin story of how those comics came to be. Right. It's just a thing that almost happened that didn't happen. Well, it's also not a central point, right? Like, yes. it's almost three different stories. Yes. And that it, yeah. all are exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, they hit the part about like um, Torso wanting to become a movie before he made it into a comic. And I was like, OK, here we go. I get why we did the whole thing with Goldfish and it muddles around and goes nowhere. But here we go. This is what we're building. Now we're hitting the second act and we're going to build towards this thing. Right. And then it doesn't even get, even get close. It didn't have to. It, I'm not saying it had to materialize at the end, but it, like you said, it does kind of just repeat itself. Yeah. Where he makes a thing and then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Let's do this. And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it does end with a small payoff. Oh, because of the Todd McFarlane thing. Right. But then I Googled it and I was like, oh, no, it didn't end up happening. <laughs> no, it didn't end up happening. I was like, I don't remember. So it's this like at it's all. just so another. It's, it's, it's the yeah. third thing that didn't happen in this book. Yeah, it's just th- it's three almost identical stories. Yeah. Told over and over again. So, yeah, like I said, this was not great. Yeah, this was not great. It was nominated for three Eisner Awards. I think that's probably just because they were like, yeah, it's a really honest look. Of, you know, he's well, someone it, who's it's nominated like it, it right. didn't win anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was written by Brian Michael Bendis. So it got an, it got three nods. Yeah, not not, you know, listen, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. You know what I mean? I sure do. Do you have uh, do you have a reading assignment for me? Yep. Okay, go for it. I am assigning to you mm-hmm. Crone by Dennis Culver. Okay. What is this? It's one of the ones we picked up at Comic-Con. Okay, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a Comic-Con thing. We're getting back on track, baby. <laughs> back and on track. I looked, and I think you might be able to find it online. Okay. But if you can't, look and let me know. And if you can't, I'll try to read it before Thursday or Friday, and we can try to Crone find time. Crone is with a C or a K? C. It's C. like an old woman, a crone. Uh, I have respect for women, so I've never referred to one as such. You've never heard that word before? No, I've just never used it before. You just did. Uh, when? You literally just said, is that crone with a C or a K? No, I didn't. How do you spell that word? C-R-O-A-N? <laughs> no. No, Chris. <laughs> is it C-R-O-N-E? Yes. Acetaminophen oxycodone. <laughs> Good job on that. Thank you. Uh, yes. Wait, is it by Dark Horse? Yep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's one of those you picked up at Comic-Con. Well, we, yeah, we met the artist. It was in Artist Alley. Was he? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got... Oh, there's a trade paper. Okay, Mel's, great. Yeah, yeah, Mel's been uh, going through them, and she said uh, she's gone through, like, five that I haven't read yet, and she said that one's her favorite so far, so we're going to okay. do that one. Great, great, great. Well, I, you know what? If you it had just been you, I would have been, like, Good Fuck that! Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to read this thing about some old crone. <laughs> That's what you would have said. Yeah. 
Um, so other than that, what the hell is this thing doing right now? Is that your penis? Yes, it is. Wow. What do you think? It's, uh, I know the words can't describe. I understand. It's covered in feathers. Yeah, I know. I do that on purpose. Jonathan. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? What, why is what are you doing? I'm are you trying, trying to? Are, I, are you I minimize difficulties you to again? find Crone, and then I'm trying to. F- I can't maximize you. It's just a little. Ah, fuck it. I don't care anymore. Um, we have so many technical issues in this episode. No, we have no technical issues. No technical. We didn't have a single one. I don't want to share my screen with you. That's not at all what I want. Oh my god. Um, Sarah's throwing stuff now too. <laughs> She heard you use the word crone. Yeah. She's like, you're not the man I married. That's the problem. I really am. That's it. I think, right? This is the end of the show? I hope so. I believe so. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. If you want to listen bright and early, 8 in the morning every Tuesday, that's where they go up. If you don't mind waiting a little while longer, like maybe an hour or so, they'll come up on all those other places. Anywhere podcasts are, I almost said sold, but they're sold for fucking nothing. Not a dime. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter. Where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. Give us a follow over there. You can also find us at youtube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. I'm going to put out a Dungeons and Dragons video, Chris. Okay, go for it. Let it be known. I support you in this. I, what should the video be about, Chris? Tell me right now. Uh, dragons and or dungeons. Oh, fuck. Take your All pick. Right. That hopefully will be out before this episode goes out. Okay. So, uh, I believe in you. Give it a watch. I still got to figure out what it's going to be about, but I'm going to try to film it right now. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. You can also, are you thinking? Yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll think of something. You can something. also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We have merch on Teespring. If you'd like to check out the merch, we have some great stuff. Head over to our Twitter. And that again is uh, at Media Lunch Break is our handle on Twitter. And the top post, the first post you see right at the tippy top is going to be a link to our merch on Teespring. You can also find us on Patreon, which is uh, at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You can send us an email if you have any questions or want to give any comments at the media lunch break at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud or YouTube. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For just being the super coolest. And I have a special announcement to make as well that I meant to put at the top of the show. But I just want to give a shout out to Daniel. Yeah. I don't know why I said it weird. Daniel, our newest patron. Thank you so much for your support. You selected the specific mystery box. Danny boy. So uh, if I haven't already, we'll be reaching out to you shortly to get some info from you for that. So thanks again. Amazing. Um, So uh, Dan Halen, my man. Um, So, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a reviewing. You can leave it right in app. That really actually does help uh, a lot. So if you can leave it right in there, Uh, as I've said before, I've said it a thousand times. You leave a five star rating. You can leave whatever kind of review you want in there. I really don't care. This week, actually, I'll tell you what. Here's a special one. This week, if you leave a five star rating, I want you. In the review to make up a DD character for Andrew and I, that if we were going to go on a DD campaign, what would our characters be? Put us in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Can I be the fat dragon? 
Yes, you can. Um, there you go. That's it. What's the next thing I always say? Fucking hell. This week we talked about Dungeons and Dragons and Fortune and Glory, about, but if you have wow, something that you would like to talk to us, of, you would like us to row. talk about, send it over. You got a comic? You shot a pilot dead in the middle of flying a plane? Because <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> He had a comment. You know what? You know what was, what was happening. Um, yeah, Andrew's right. Uh, this week we talked about Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, and next week, oh, Andrew, next week. What's next week? It's the best damn day of the week. Oh shit! Is Trump getting indicted again? Again? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Sorry, not to get political. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, listen, it's still going on. Let's yeah, be honest. It yeah. ain't going nowhere for a while. Yeah. What is next week? Next week is Tuesday News Day. Holy shit balls. Right? I know. It feels like we just had one last week, too. Shit on my grandmother's face. I already have. <laughs> okay, and good. so uh, next week is going to be Tuesday News Day. After that, it's going to be, we could do Super Mario. Because we're not going to get a chance to talk about it until then. Or something else. We don't have to figure it out right now. Let's see how we feel about Super Mario when we get to next week. But, as always, if there's something else. If you're like, don't go see Mario. 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 <laughs> Mario is done. It's over. And uh, we, we've all moved on from that from whatever that was. So here's what you should be talking about. Send it over to us. If you have a reading assignment, Andrew just assigned me Old Bitch by Dark Horse. Uh, Crone Jesus. by Dark Horse. You don't Horse. say Crone, but uh, Old Bitch you'll say. Yeah, listen, she knows what she did. Um, <laughs> you also just told me to shit on her face, so why not? Uh, I assume that's what that comic is about. Yep. Is your grandmother. Yep. Um, so, but if you're like, listen, 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 here's the reading assignment. I'm getting the wrap it up from my own wife right now. I just want this to be known. I want it on mic. Can you get right? it from me too? Yes. Uh, if you, I'm giving it to myself as well. We're all in agreement. I don't know why <laughs> I keep going. What do you call an act like this? The aristocrats. Aristocrats, yeah. Uh, as always, like I said, if you have a reading assignment, you're like, oh my God. This is what you really should be doing. I'm giving you both a reading assignment right now. We'll talk about this next week. Send it over. If you are a creator, you made a comic, you filmed a pilot, as Andrew <laughs> likes me to say. Uh, you shot a movie uh, in the face. In cold blood. <laughs> in cold blood. In the middle of the woods. Point and then you blank. buried it. Yeah. Um, let us know so we can report you to the authorities. Um <laughs> You, you made a comic. You wrote or drew a comic, and you're like, hey, I'm trying to put this out there. I'm trying to get people towards it. Can you read it? Can you talk about it and point people its way? Send it over to us. We're happy to do that. Uh, like I said, next week is going to be Tuesday Newsday. After that, we'll see. Uh, but other than that, there it is, guys. That's it. There it is. There wasn't a thing, and now yeah, there's a whew, thing. there is quite a thing. Yeah, we did um, it. It's a big it's, We did it. It's, it's a, big, a big pudgy dragon. It is a big pudgy dragon of an episode. It's fun, fat dragon. I love that fat <laughs> little dragon. It's really fun. Again, I love that it like just drags its back legs. It doesn't like even I do. walk. Yeah, like you do. All right, goodbye, everyone. Oh, what's going What's happening? What's in the die now? You want to see? Yeah, I want to see. We could watch Air, the Air Jordan movie. <gasps> I would totally watch that. Do you want to watch that? That or um, do you want to do that or Mario Brothers? Let me see how I feel. It could be one or the other. Wait, what is that? What are you eating? 
Is that, a, is that a peanut butter egg? Oh, those are those are good. They're be- do you find that some people? This might be a controversial take. Oh, there's more. This might be a hot take, but some people think the peanut butter eggs taste better than the peanut butter cup. Your opinion? Yeah, I think all of the holiday Reese's cups mm-hmm. are equally good, but they are all better than the OG peanut butter cup. I would agree with like you. Like the trees are really good. The pumpkins. No, this, is, this is actually part of the episode right now. This isn't even us talking after. The, she thinks that this conversation is not content. Oh, fuck that old crone. 